Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Raptors Republic podcast, the interview. My name is Andrew Damlin. I'm in Mississauga with Raptors 905 forward, straight out of Athens, Alex Antetokounmpo. Alex, how are you? Pretty good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Is this your first time in Canada? It is. It is. Now, your first time in Canada, and I was just watching at the end of practice, was that your first time throwing a football around? I saw you were throwing a football with, with yeah. guys. Definitely. It was my first time throwing a football. I remember my, uh, my high school football coach bothered me for four years, tried to get me to play football. Never got to it, but uh, definitely something I want to learn more about. Still got time. You got time um, to learn about that sport as well. But I want to go back to, to Athens. And around the first time you played basketball, around the age of nine years old, uh, your brother said you were, you were a chubby kid that just wanted to play. Um, but what's sort of the fondest first basketball memory you have of playing the game in Athens? Um, I definitely said probably like my first memories playing basketball was probably like trying to play like two on two with my, uh, with my brothers and um, going out with, you know, with my my friends in school and middle school you know just trying to play basketball and trying to um transition into basketball i used to love soccer and none of my friends played basketball so just come, growing up i had to like go out of my way to play basketball and I, when i figured out that i had a love for it i just kept going and kept going and eventually i found new type of friend groups and news and new uh people that were around the game of basketball and it just kind of worked out I mean, in basketball, correct me if I'm wrong, but basketball and soccer is about equivalent in Greece nowadays. Is that is that fair to say? Now it is. Now it is. I would say, but uh, they have in Europe. Europe has a very strong love for soccer, um, and I would say uh, that it's 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 definitely it, it definitely where I grew up in Athens. It definitely soccer was definitely the thing, and it was definitely soccer is definitely a Greece sport. I think. So you, you play the game, you take it really seriously at a young age, um, along with your brothers. You move over to Milwaukee when, you're, when Giannis gets drafted. You go to Dominican High School. Yeah. And I think this is the first time where you're not sort of mainly coached up by your family. There's sort of outside mentors around giving you that, that guidance. With your head coach, uh, Jim Goss, a legendary coach in the, in the Milwaukee area, what kind of mentoring did he give you sort of outside of that familial type of influence, what kind of mentoring did he give you, basketball, outside of basketball, that really influenced you? Coach, Coach Goss is unbe- unbelievable. Shout out, shout out to him joining the Rufus King Hall of Fame, by the way, but uh, he was unbelievable for me. You know, he was there, he was there for me, kept talking me through it. You know, as a freshman kid, he's one of the coaches that really believed in me and bought into what I could do as a basketball player. You know, he was, he was, uh, he was there. There when I had concussions, he was there when I had injuries, he was, he was there through it all. He's there when I, you know, you know, uh, when I lost my father. He was, he was, you know, he's definitely like uh, somebody that I hold, I hold to a very, very high standard. You mentioned your your freshman year in high school. You only averaged three points a game, and there was a big transition during that off season. I know you worked a lot with Giannis, but 
when you come back in your sophomore season, do you remember sort of Coach Gauze's reaction and saying, hey, what, what happened over the summer? Yeah, I mean, I just, I just knew, like, I came back from Greece. Coach looked at me, and he was just, like, looked at me up and down and said, we need to get, we need to get a lot of work in, but you're going you're gonna to play a lot of important minutes this year. So I kind of took a huge jump from being one of the main focal points from not playing at all. So it was, uh, it was, definitely, it was definitely a big jump for me, but I, I think I got, the, I got the hang of it sooner than later. And I wanted to get in touch with your coach, and he actually emailed me right before you came over, so I couldn't t- talk with him. But he, in his email, he said, hey, Alex hasn't emailed me in a month. Tell him, tell him, tell him to give me a call. Um, so he definitely uh, sends, his, sends his well wishes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't spoke to him in, a, I'd say, like a little bit before, the, um, before I got out here, so I'm definitely going get, to get to that. Cool. So obviously being around your family, basketball was a vision um, of a way to, for prosperity for your, for your family, right? Yeah. Um, but the game's got to be fun too, I imagine, in order for you to be able to reach those heights. Is there a time, maybe in high school, maybe in your one season overseas, um, where, where the game was most fun for you? I definitely, I definitely said high school because, like, after I got out of high school, it became like the game became a job, and it was a lot, a lot of professionalism. But I think it was that that little naive part of being in high school and just being able to be with your friends and compete and uh, have your high school games and have your AAU games and just that whole experience is something that kids will tell you right now that are in college or are playing the G League, NBA, overseas. They're going to tell you that, man, I miss, I miss those days, you know. So, and there are times that you're never going to get back, you know. You're never going to be, you're never going to be playing 11 and under, you know, in tournaments and playing five games a day and stuff like that. So definitely cherish those. Uh, hopefully, I get to experience the, those with my nephew or uh, my son down the line. So. And you're a two-time state, uh, all, all state in uh, in Wisconsin during your high school career. Could you repeat that? So, so, so my coach, say that, say that again. You're a two-time all state Thank in two-time all state in Wisconsin as uh, as one of your assistants walks by. Um, you mentioned your kids, your grandkids that you eventually hope to tell stories about. Is there a game, a moment that sticks out in your mind from your high school career at Dominican, where you're like, son or my daughter, remember? This is what I did back in high school in this game. Uh, it's, it's a lot. I think it's a lot of memorable games, I would say. Uh, I, had a, I had a pretty unlucky high school run, losing, losing, uh, to go to, losing at the game to go to state by one point every single year. But uh, I think it's a lot. I definitely say, like, hitting my 1,000 point against Sierra Canyon was a big moment that I would probably tell, tell my kids, you know, just that was a big stage to play in and um, Playing against uh, a lot of guys that are pros right now in the, in the NBA, so uh, I definitely have a lot of um, moments that I, I de- definitely cherish. But I would say the one the one moment that was the most fun for me and the most touching, it definitely was um, my uh, my senior night. So yeah, having all all my brothers and my and my mother be, being able to come out and everybody and uh, around me and all my loved ones to be able to support me that one night was crazy because you know like obviously we have I have my brothers that are obviously in their jobs and with their team so we're not able to get together all the time but that one time we were and uh, it was unbelievable so that's definitely one moment that I'm gonna uh, be able to tell my kids thankfully he's documented and there's pictures as well so 
I'd be able to show that. And sticking with your high school, your high school age, there's an article by Mirren Fader from three years ago, such an incredible article. And there is some wisdom that you have just in a few words. And there's a couple quotes that I wanted to highlight. And I kind of want to check in three years later, see how you're doing in terms of these, these sort of quotes that you had. There's, there's three one, years, huh? It's been three years since that article in 2018. Crazy, right? It felt feel like it was yesterday to be honest. <laughs> it's been three. Wow, that's crazy. It's been three years, but uh... definitely, uh, that article is definitely touching. It was definitely a very, very well-written article. And obviously, you know, Giannis entrusted Mirren to write that biography as well. So um, Mirren Fader, just an incredible writer. And there's there's two quotes I had that I wanted to highlight that you had from that article. Uh, the one thing is, the most important thing in this world is time. And I know that's a lesson you learned from your dad. Mm-hmm. Over the last three years, how do you think you've lived up to that mantra of, of making the most out of your time? I mean, the one thing, like you could say, like, um, you can always make money back. You can make different friends. You can, you, can do, you can do everything. But the one thing in life you can't get back is definitely time. So you got to be always smart about how, what you put your time into and just being sure that what you're putting your time into and what you're wait, like spending your time doing, it's, it's worth it in the long run. And uh, that's not to say that you can't be a kid or can't have fun, but uh, I definitely think like your, uh, your decision-making decision is definitely going like, to help you down the line and you know, like, pave the way for you and be, to be who you want to truly be. And in that three-year period, uh, you, know, you become an All-State player, you, you have a professional year overseas, you're, it's your first time really out on your own. So do you think you spent that time wisely? Definitely. Um, ironically, the, the only thing I had being in Spain, not speaking the language, being by myself at 18 years old was time. <laughs> so uh, definitely it was a, a hard process. I had, to, I had to adjust. I had to find out how this, to, to basically live on my own. And uh, I hadn't done that before. So I just had to live on my own, be able to adjust and be, be able to, to kind of like take all the take all the time that I've spent like watching my watching my brothers my mother how, and all that and just implement it to my own to my own household and just just kind of uh you know make make them uh come out uh, on my own so and I think in a similar quote that you had you said a man is somebody that's stable you don't have to be the man the most manly dude or have all this money but if you know what you're about and you respect others and others respect you then that's a man. In, in this three-year period since you said that quote, uh, do you feel like you've become more stable, more of a man over that period? Definitely. Definitely. I've, uh, I've, uh, I've grown a lot. I've, ch- I've tried to be, uh, become you know, as, as, as stable as I, as I can. And um, I've, ch- I've tried to stay true to my morals and values. You know, like when you say stable, a lot of people like, like you know, misunderstand that. For, for oh okay I'm stable that means I have a lot of money or I have a lot of wealth or I look at stable as, as somebody that knows who they're about what they're about and what they're what they're you know what their morals are you might necessarily not know what you want to do in life or you might still be looking for that but knowing okay this is what I'm about uh, this is this is how I'm going to get to this and I'm going to give it my all is definitely uh, just to me what a man is so I would say like out of my entire life. The most, the most, like, the most, like, stable people that I've met are the people that had nothing. 
So they, since they had nothing, they had to stay true to who they are, you know. Because a lot of times when you have so much, you get to lo- you get to lose yourself in in what you have. So you just have to always stay true to what you are, not what you have. That's so interesting. You know, three years after that quote, you find yourself with the Raptors 905. And, you know, I'm not sure, I don't want to compare your and Coach Mutombo's upbringing necessarily, but both certainly from humble beginnings, moved over to, your, your parents moved over to a European country. Yeah. Mutombo moved from the Congo to a European country as well to find, a, to find a new life for himself. And the message I get from so many players he's coached is that he's more of a life coach than a basketball coach. Mm-hmm. Um, is that, does that ring true for you as well with Coach Patumbo? Uh, def- de- definitely, definitely. Um, I'd say like even like what you said about the up- upbringing, you know, that, that um, real, you know, that real hard, at, like, you know, the African African uh, mindset and the coaching definitely reminds me a lot of my parents and how they, they used to kind of like coach coach us as, ki- like, as kids. So uh, I would say like a lot of the stuff that he said, um, I've, I've grown as much like since I've been here. I've grown as much basketball-wise as I've grown as a person. He said a, a lot of stuff. Uh, he said a lot, a lot of stuff that you we keep. I'm gonna keep like for the rest of my life, you know. And uh, can you give us one sample. Uh, we're gonna have to ask him if I can, if I can share his quotes. I don't know if his quotes are uh, exclusive, <laughs> but um, he had a lot of quotes about uh, getting uh, getting better. Like he always says, like you can't get better if you're comfortable. So you gotta get uncomfortable to get better. So that definitely comes hand to hand. I I had never thought about that until the day he said it. So so that's definitely something I've kept. Yeah, I know he's got lots of sage words to say because I, I covered him in, in February at the G League bubble. So I've uh, gotten a little, a little taste of that uh, that wisdom already. Uh, so I'm sure you'll get some more from him and. Uh, listen, Alex, I really appreciate the time. We wish you the best of luck in, in your time in Mississauga and Toronto, and good luck for the rest of the season. Thank you so much. Thank you.